This morning's scripture reading is from Luke chapter 15, verses 25 through 32. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. When this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. We didn't pay attention on the prodigal son, but not much about the elder son who stayed at home. Clearly, Jesus portrays the Pharisees and the religious leaders the self-righteous people as the elder son. No one said, it is clear that the hardest conversion to go through is the conversion of the one who stayed home. Do you understand what he's saying? Because he just told this parable because he is not only looking for the sick, the lost, but also Jesus is after the one who thinks he's healthy and he is in the house. To return home, everyone needs healing by forgiveness. Someone needs to be forgiven and someone needs to forgive which one are you? one who returned or one who stayed at home when the younger son younger brother returned home the older brother was working in the field as he come near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he was puzzled. What's going on? So he asked his servant, and the servant said, Your brother returned home, and your father is celebrating with everyone. But the elder son's response was helpless indignation. He even refused to go in. So his father came out and invited him to come in and join the celebration. But the elder son said, look, how many years I have stayed here serving you. 
never giving you one moment of grief. But have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Then this son of yours who has thrown, thrown away your money on whores shows up and you go all out with a feast? Yes. He's right. It's not fair. It's not fair to welcome such a child and celebrate for him. Then what do we celebrate? We know Jesus died for everyone because there is no one No one is righteous, not even one. So salvation is by grace. And we Methodists believe the prevenient grace. God loves us first. That's what it means, prevenient grace. He died for us and saved us even before we knew him. So now we suggest to change the title of this parable as the parable of the lost sons. The elder son was lost as the younger son was lost. But elder son didn't think he was lost because he was at home. He thought he was at home. We were lost whether we are in church or not. We are successful or not. We are rich or not. We are healthy or not. We were lost. So even one who stayed at home must be able to welcome the sinners and rejoice for their return. Because we're all, we're all lost. The salvation is by grace, not mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is what everyone deserves. But we don't receive sometime. Right? But grace is what we don't deserve. But we receive. Jesus Christ died for everyone without price. It is grace. We don't deserve for that. It is without limit, without condition. But one who rejects grace also rejects others as well. With the bitterness, judgment, anger, and resentment. No one said, this inner resentment reveals to me my own lostness. I had stayed home and didn't wander off. 
but I had not yet lived a free life in my father's house. My anger and envy showed me my own bondage. No one became Catholic priest. So he lived just very faithful Christian life all the time. But he felt that he was lost also. Not only his friends who went into the secular life. Because he had no freedom in his house. People say they are Christians. But they don't live like Christ. People go to church but not living as a church, which is the body of Christ. We are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. God has no purse, but your purse, your money, is God's money. Your time, your energy is for God, not for you. Because we are all created as the original. Right? Every single of you is the original. But many people live as copies. Just want to be someone else. Just someone like, oh, I want to be someone like that. They try to. That's why. They forgot the meaning and purpose of God giving you. So they are lost. Why are some people lost in church? Why can't they rejoice? Why can't they forgive others? Why can't they praise and give thanks in the house of God? Because they think they're the main agent of forgiveness. They think they can forgive others. No, we cannot. Then why Jesus said, forgive your enemy, forgive others? Why? It is because Jesus forgiven everybody by himself. Jesus died on the cross by himself. But Jesus wants us to join the celebration, join, participate in this work of salvation through forgiving people. They don't need your forgiveness. They already have the forgiveness of God. But we have to affirm that by we forgiving them. But then people don't forgive because they are not forgiven yet. They, couldn't, they can't forgive themselves yet. They still have the grudge. They still have resentment. Things in the past. Things happening now. His younger brother sinned against his father's, taking father's money, not he, the brother. Not the elder son, 
But somehow this elder son subject, you know, I cannot forgive him. Right? The younger son did nothing to do with the brother, but the brother couldn't forgive. Every sin is sin against God because every being is from God, of God, and for God. So when we sin against others, actually we sin against God, which is we cannot repay except the death. So Jesus died for our death. So staying home means knowing this nature of God's love, our Father's love, and able to rejoice. If not, we are absent from home and living with our Father. Even we are home, Are you lost in resentment or are you found in joy? Rembrandt felt the resentful heart of the the elder son and the skeptical eyes of the household. So he didn't depict the celebration with the musicians and dancers in this painting. But the elder son was standing with the clasped hands of unwelcoming. And a servant was beating his chest to reprove the prodigal son. And the other servants in the dark remained in darkness and glancing suspiciously suspiciously about the repentance of this prodigal son. Mm, I don't think so. He really repent? He really return? How do we gaze the broken people? How do we gaze the people? How do you gaze yourself? I speak those poor and needy the weak and old, the broken people, the homeless, the drug addicts, the one who are out of jail. How do you gaze them? If they say, I want to return home, I will change my life, I will stop doing drugs, I want to come back to church, and I need your help. What would you you say? What do we say to those people in our community as a first church? What do we say to them? Sometimes they are even your families, your nephews, your brother, even your spouse. What would you say? But if we don't listen to them, just being indifferent, like the older brothers. We are in darkness. We're stony face. That means without God, 
without love, without knowing my own salvation, then they will know. They will know they are not welcomed here. They're not getting any help. So they will return. They will not return home. They will go back to the distant country. The sinful life, they will go back there. You know what? As you know, we are paying for them. Even through your tax money, we are paying for the crimes and addictions and everything. Right? No one can get away with that. And who is the hope? Who is the only hope? Church. But how the world sees the church today? Do they people think, oh, the church is the hope? Do they really think? You know, Jesus said, God so loved the world. How he loves us? Not only sending his son, but for God did not send his son into the world to condemn, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The world who still don't know Jesus, the world who will reject Jesus, but Jesus, God sent to save us. And Jesus called you and me, church, to condemn them. No, save them. Jesus will not return to us until we do the mission, until we finish the mission. Right? Jesus said in the Bible, I will come back, you know, when, when you need the help, I will come back and help you. No, Jesus never said that. All the tribulation, all the, the horrible things happen, then he will return. We are the ones must do the mission. Jesus will not come back until we finish the mission. Are we doing the mission of a church? Saving lives? Jesus' parable always has an open-ended question. We don't know what happened to both elder son and the younger son. Right? We don't know. But it is a parable. The purpose of parable is that we must answer this question. Am I the elder son like the self-righteous, the Pharisee who complains? This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Or... Am I the younger son, the prodigal son, whose father rejoiced? He, has, he was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. Which one are you? Friends, are we home yet? Have you returned home? So you know your father is with you? And you know 
how to rejoice. Clear sign of Christian or not. If the person is able to rejoice or not. Do you rejoice? Do you rejoice only when things go well? Successful? Dow Jones went up? Hmm? Or Phyllis win? What about those times? Very miserable. Helpless. Gloomy. Day by day, how can you rejoice? Unless we know this eternal love of our Father and being in home. Many Christians haven't returned home yet because neither they cannot forgive others nor they cannot forgive themselves. We're all struggling the rooting out our resentment, bitterness, and anger because we're wounding and damaging each other. And we are severely wounded and damaged. But that is our excuse, reason not being rejoiced? No. We are wounded, but we are healed. For the eternal life in heaven, we are healed. But we're we're just stuck with this pain and wounds of this earth. This life won't be long. If we are not rejoicing, then how can the people will know Christ is the Savior and the Lord? Let's remember what Jesus said to Nicodemus. You must be born from above. Born again from above. From God. No matter how hard we try, people complain. People grumble. And we fail to meet the expectation of the people. So, we can only be healed by, from above, from where God reaches down. Where God is, where God is, where the poor and needies are, where the lonelies are, where the, where the rejected people are, God is there. No one said, what is impossible for me is possible for God. Do you really believe in it? 